and welcome to a new episode of the Property Side Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and this is a podcast for people looking to get started in property. Now, we release episodes every single day, if the day is either a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, and we like to give a balanced view of property strategies and give you little daily nuggets of information to help you on your way. What you won't get on this podcast is me talking about how you can become financially free in five minutes. On this podcast, we do like to live a little closer to reality. In today's episode, we are looking into the do's and don'ts of property networking. I'll give you the benefit of my own experience over the years and give you some actionable takeaways. The next time you get out there and you find yourself at a networking event, you've got a few tricks up your sleeve that you can use. So first up is how to find those events. If you're completely new to property and you don't know where to start, where do you find these events? Well, you can check out a website called meetup.com and search for local events in your area or check out another website called justdoproperty.co.uk. They have a huge list of events on their like events calendar on the website and and you can check out which, uh, which events are local to yourself and diarize which ones you might want to attend. Failing that, Google is going to be your friend. Just Google property networking events in your area and see what turns up. So which networking event should you attend? Now, a lot of networking meetings are not really geared up to networking, believe it or not. Sounds a bit stupid, but I'll try and explain. Now, the pin events, for example, they typically have a format of they've got two or three speakers that give you a PowerPoint presentation on a specific topic. And it might be, you know, might be of interest, it might be good. Um, The only networking, however, is prior to the first speaker for, say, 10 minutes or so, depending on when you when you get there. If you get there early enough, you might get a bit more than 10 minutes. Um, The next kind of opportunity to network is literally they'll give you a break, maybe halfway through the event and give you another 10 minutes. If that, you know, I've been to events where they literally give you five minutes just to go and get a drink from the back of the back of the room and people start networking and then they're kind of, you know, they they start making noises, you know, can everybody sit back down? We've got the next speaker lined up and that's the end of the network. And it can be really quite frustrating. Um, also, at the end, after the last speaker, some people do shoot off and escape. As, you know, a typical pin networking meeting with the speakers, etc., takes a couple of hours. And if it's a cold, foggy, rainy night in the winter, I know where I'd ra- rather be. Um, you know, some people do shoot off at the end. The pin events are good for two things. Sometimes you get a good speaker who can open your eyes to a certain strategy or, or you know, a bit of information. You can pick up bits of useful knowledge. And the other thing is these events are they're, they're, they're great for PIN to basically pitch their own training, their property training. Uh, what they're not great for is actually talking to people and networking, which is kind of why you're there. So by all means, attend your local event, your local PIN event, but don't think... You're going to engage in lots of different conversations. Um, you know, it's, it's it really is quite structured. My favourite types of networking events are less formal, less regimented. So the ones that are usually hosted in a quiet corner of a bar, people sit around, stand around, chat property all night long, just have a good old chinwag. 
people from all walks of life, people at different levels in property, you know, from newbies to people who are quite, you know, seasoned investors and everything in between. And that's where the best connections are made. Plus, you can have a beer or a glass of wine or a gin to ease the nerves if you're, you know, if you're a first timer. So it's pretty good. What to do as a first-timer at an event? So once you find the event that you're going to go to, if you're a first-timer, never been to a property networking meeting before, and you're nervous. Well, if you're nervous, don't worry too much about saying much at all. You know, Don't go trying to re- rehearse in your head what you're going to say. and Don't worry about it. Don't stress. Um, you know, your first event should be, you should be listening more than anything, uh, you know, if I'm honest, if people ask what you do, be honest and say you're relatively new to property and you're looking to just make some connections and find out what other people are up to in the local area. You know, as a rule of thumb, most people like talking about themselves. So for you, it's a case of asking a series of questions. You know, what is it you do in property? Do you invest? Have you been to this event before? How have you found it in the past? Do you come all the time? Where do you invest? You know, do you know any good property solicitors locally? You can gain so much information just from a couple of questions, but make it conversational. Don't just fire question after question at people and make them feel like, you know, it's some sort of interrogation. Throw in some small talk too. Be casual about it. So most first timers are nervous about what to say and worried about coming across as a complete newbie. You've got to start somewhere, and trust me, after you've attended a handful of these events, you'll feel so much more confident. And once you feel a little more com- comfortable and confident at these events, it's time to up your game. Now, I always say you can never go with a plan to a networking meeting because at the end of the day, you just don't know who's going to be there. So going with a set plan in the back of your mind is a little pointless when it comes to networking. You know, you can go in there with a technique or two in your pocket to help you get the most from these events. Um, And that's kind of the best way to approach it for me anyway. So let's look at how to up your networking game once you've found your feet. So first up, you need to be you. Don't try being somebody else or put on a face that will in time become exhausting so just be natural and be you you know where property investors are concerned they like to talk about their own experiences and what they've done well you know most of them do anyway um so yeah like i said before most people actually like talking about themselves but the reason you do is twofold the reason that you're going to ask questions is twofold Once you've been chatting away to somebody for a good 10 minutes or so and you've been asking questions, having a good chat, um, you know, having them tell you all about themselves, something happens. They feel obliged to then return the favour. So they start asking you about yourself. And this is then your chance to softly pitch what you do with the emphasis there being on the word softly. Uh, you know, don't see it as a pitch. Don't think, right, here's my chance and launch into a big sales pitch. You know, don't do that. Keep it relaxed. Keep it conversational. 
if you're a property sourcer, then let them know, but don't go into full-on sales mode and start listing what you do, how you can help them, uh, your fees. You know, let the conversation come naturally. You know, if they understand what you do and they need you, then their questions would lead you into answering and clarifying how you can help them. And it's less of a pitch and more of a conversation. Now, I was once, at, uh, <laughs> it reminds me, I was once at an event a few years years ago now um and i was stood chatting to these two ladies one was an investor in property herself and she was you know she was an she was a, an agent as well and the other was a friend she's not involved in property at all she just kind of came to support her her friend and both ladies were enjoying a glass of wine or two and we were having a friendly chat just about networking in general and this this guy came over, this 20-something guy came over wearing a camel coat, slipped back hair, and he introduced himself. And this guy was full of confidence, like too much confidence, you know the type. Think car salesman and, you know, ever so slightly pushy, that that type of, that type of uh, scenario. So straight away, the business card comes out. He's chatting about himself for a good few minutes and saying how he can help this investor lady. And then he was off around the room doing the same thing to the next group of people. And <laughs> as soon as this guy turned turned to walk away, the investor, the, this lady, she whispered to me, he's a bit of a knob, isn't he? <laughs> and what I think what killed it for him was the pushiness. You know, the I'm on the air to get one thing attitude. This is me. This is what I do. There's my card. Goodbye. Um you know, he, he had one approach and he didn't alter it all evening. I was watching him. He was doing the same thing going around every little group, um, you know, kind of forcing himself in there. And this lady investor became, actually became a really good client of mine due to us just connecting on a human level, having a casual chat about property and life and having a bit of a laugh. And, she, you know, she didn't want the hard sell. She was there for the first time. Uh, she was nervous. Um, and she didn't want to be, you know, jumped on and precious old. But that twenty, that twenty-something guy who, you know, with the camel coat, who had a fast and direct approach, was clearly a salesperson. And after a sale, or a new client, as as it was, he wasn't interested in building a relationship. And if I could underline anything, it's be genuine, be yourself, ask plenty of questions, and relax, have a laugh. Enjoy it. If you're relaxed and casual in your approach, people are much, much more likely to warm to you, to want to get to know you, and a bit more about what you do as well. You know, I never pull a business card out unless someone clearly wants one. I get asked for my business card maybe 10 minutes into a conversation because the person sees me as a valuable contact after, after me chatting to them. Now, if I hand out a business card to everyone, I mean, I'm doing little more than sending an unsolicited friend request, when you think about it, you know, in a weird way. And it's likely to just be discarded or, you know, thrown in the, the, the glove box of the car when they get back to their car. So I've covered there some of the key do's and don'ts for what to do when you're property networking. And I hope that that has helped clarify what type of events to attend, where to find them, 
and how to approach actually networking when you get there. So that's it for this episode of the podcast. Make sure you join me on the next episode. And if you did enjoy the podcast, then subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for access to online property training that won't break your bank and will give you a clear step-by-step process across several property strategies, then make sure you check out our website, www.psmproperty.com. And if you want to if you want to send me a message personally, you can email me on support at psmproperty.co.uk. All the links that I've mentioned in the podcast are in the show notes. And if you have any thoughts on property, on this podcast, or on property training, then do get in touch. That's all for today's show. Take care, stay safe, and take it easy.